The international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, actually. And we are in the heart of Tennessee with Tennessee and the world at heart. And this is making a difference. I'm Dr. Shelton Smith, and I am absolutely delighted that I have the privilege to be right here five days a week on this station and to spend some time with our friends in this area. Glad that you've joined us today, and we're looking this week at Isaiah chapter number one, the great, great prophetic book in the Old Testament that is often referred to as the Gospel of Isaiah, has a lot of things in it, and we're looking particularly at chapter one that has the details about God's dealings with a wayward nation. And I tell you, the way the Lord laid all of this out for the nation of Israel at a time when they were headed wrong is like describing what we're seeing on the front page of newspapers and in the news media all across the country every single day. So we're looking at it. It's in the Bible for us. It's here for a reason. It's here because we need it. It's here to help us to figure out how to turn things around and how to get things back on track like they need to be. Already we've looked at a good portion of the chapter, maybe half of it, but today we're going to dig in to the additional portion, and we'll start in verse number 11 in just a moment. Let me remind you, this is Wednesday. I hope you'll find your way to church tonight. Good churches have midweek services, and all of us need to be in on everything that's going on at the church. And not only that, but I remind you that July 17 through 20, our national Sword of the Lord Conference is coming. That's just about six weeks away, and we are looking forward to it. And we really, really want to encourage you to plan to be with us. Go to the Sword of the Lord website at swordofthelord.com. You'll find details about the conference and a lot of other things there that'll be of help and interest to you. Now, let's look at Isaiah chapter number one. And today we're starting in verse 11. The Bible here says, the Lord asks the questions, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. Now, let me stop there because there's more in that vein of thought, but let me pause here to tell you what we're hearing. Already he has laid out the case against what they're doing, describing the waywardness of the nation. He says they've forsaken the Lord, they've become a sinful nation. They have become a people laden with iniquity. Even their children are corrupt. All of that's in verse 4. Now, he has made an appeal to them in verse 10, a strong appeal. He names them as though they are Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, you are as bad as that. But he makes the appeal. Hear the word of the Lord and uh, listen to the law of God. That is the first appeal that he makes in this chapter. But then where we're reading here in verse 11, he basically tells them that he's fed up with them. He is literally fed up with what they're doing. He says, what purpose do you think your sacrifices serve? Uh, he said, uh, here you are bringing offerings and doing all of the things that you think are expected of you whenever you come to the temple. But uh, he goes on to say then, when you come to me, this is in verse 12, when you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. 
It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. So listen, he lays the case out strongly here. This is a powerful indictment against this nation with all of their wayward direction. And yet, in the very essence of it, what he's saying is, you're still coming to church. You're still showing up at the temple. You're still coming and acting as though that everything is clean and everything is right when it is not that way at all. And he says, who do you think I am? Do you think I do not see through this? And certainly he does see through it, and he's letting them know that he sees through it. So they are not fooling God at all. They may think they are, but they, by their doing and by the appearance that they are presenting, it's total hypocrisy. They are clean on the outside by appearance only. On the inside, they are unclean. They're dirty as they can be, and they are not fooling God. And he basically is telling them here he is totally fed up. Now, let me just tell you, folks, we are living in a nation where abortion kills uh, literally millions of unborn babies uh, we're living in a nation where that euthanasia, the uh, destroying of uh, born life, uh, and especially the older people, uh, some of that is taking hold now and has been for a while. There are even advocates for infanticide who want to kill born babies if you don't like what you got. And uh, liquor flowing down the streets like a river and drugs everywhere. All of this kind of thing and people adulterating all of the time as though it doesn't amount to anything at all. I'm telling you, God's paying attention. God sees that. All of the garbage that is going on, I mean, all of this uh, deviant behavior that is so obvious these days, uh, same-sex marriage and all of those things, I'm telling you, this is tragic, and it is a blight upon our nation. And here we are, here we are listening to what God said to Israel, and he put it in the Bible so that we wouldn't stumble in the same way. But our nation is stumbling like that. And I think the Lord is simply saying to us as well, he's fed up with that, and he's not going to put up with it for a long term. So what does he tell them then? Look at verses 16 and 17, still in Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 16, he says, Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. So here he is telling us, the agenda needs to be reset. They have gotten off course, and they need to get back on course. And so it is any time that there is a misstep, any time that there is a big blunder that takes place, what do you do? You correct it. You get things back where it needs to be. And this is what he tells them. He says, wash yourself. He's just saying, you've dirted up your person. You have dirted up your soul. You've got sin on your record, and you need to make it clean. And get things straightened up and put away the evil of your doings so that I don't see it from before mine eyes, he says. Now, God sees through the wall. God sees past whatever front we put up. Uh, there's no charade that really works with God. And so what he's telling them here is make a good step and put this stuff so far away that even I can't see it. 
And he's just telling them that they are to cease from doing these evil things. Very pointedly, cease to do evil. Just don't do it. You know, sometimes people think, oh, I've got an addiction. Or they may try to convince us that, uh, you know, somehow or another their emotions are such that they just can't make decisions. I mean, the Lord basically is telling people here, uh, man up, man up, stand up, make the choice, make the decision, do what you ought to do. Quit whining. Don't just dilly-dally around, but do what you need to do. And he said then, not only put the bad things away, but figure out what right is. Figure out what good is. Learn to do well, he says, and then address this in terms of how you deal with the people that there is a need for a safety net. I'm talking about widows and the fatherless and others that he mentions here. All of those need to be addressed. And somehow or other, Israel had forgotten all of that, and they had turned in a direction that really left all of those people very, very vulnerable. And listen, we've got a lot of that in this country, and it's being addressed many times, most of the time, it seems, in ways that are not productive and that are not really helpful or fruitful at all. And I think we have every reason to know that we can figure that out and we can get things back on track. So here we come now to verse 18. This is probably the most famous verse in this chapter. It says, and it really is God's second appeal here, and he attaches to it uh, a number of assurances. I mean, the appeal is replete with assurances. And here's the famous verse. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What's he telling us? He is telling us that if we will come to him, reason this thing out so that we get on page with him. Whenever we talk with the Lord, we're talking with omniscience. Uh, We may think we know a few things, but the Lord knows everything. And whenever we reason together with him, we're going to find out what the real truth is, get things on track. And he says, you may have misstepped. Your sins may be very, very bad. They may have great stain upon your life. But he's telling us that even though that may be the case, everything can be washed white. Everything can be made clean. Everything can be put back on track like it needs to be. And though he said, it is red like crimson, it shall be as wool. So he's just saying, you come to me, I can fix this, we can get it back. And I'm telling you, these folks were down. They had gone a long way in the wrong direction. And no matter how deep, how far down people have gone, I mean, whether we're talking about one person a nation of people, a group of people, a denomination of people, whatever the case. Listen, when folks know that they've gone wrong, they're willing to admit that and come back to the Lord and reason with him. He tells us he can fix it. And I'm convinced of that. The divine solution for the human arena is something that absolutely does work. And whether that's something that needs to happen with your family, in your home, with your marriage, with your children, or a whole nation of that, nonetheless, the Lord God Almighty is able to get it back. So he just says, come now, let's reason together. It may be bad, but we can straighten it out. And it is a wonderful, wonderful promise, a wonderful provision that he makes here to tell us what we need to know. Now, he goes on to say, and here are the assurances that he plugs in. After making that appeal for reasoning together, he says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. He said, I'm just telling you, you can't survive 
doing this wayward business like you're doing. If you go away from the Lord, it's going to cost you. It's going to take you down. It's going to take you where you don't need to go. It's going to do things to you that you never want to have done to you, and you're going to wish a thousand times over that it didn't happen. But he says, on the other hand, if you'll follow me, if you'll pay attention, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. He just says the nation will be helped. The nation will be back to being fruitful. It'll be back to where it needs to be if you'll just listen to what I'm telling you. So does the Lord have a solution? Absolutely. Now, we're going to look tomorrow at uh, the rest of this chapter, and we're going to find yet some answers that'll be helpful to us in how to deal with the waywardness that is developing before our eyes here in our country as well. And some of you who listen to me outside the USA, I know some of you are listening in nations where that you have a lot of difficulty way beyond what we're experiencing here. Some of you are living under totalitarianism. Some of you are living in uh, absolute slavery. Some of you are living in circumstances that are really, really mind-boggling. And uh, I just want you to know the Lord has an answer, and it's one that'll work for you personally as well as the nation where you are. However, far down. I mean, if you read anything at all out of this, the Bible is telling us here that no matter how deep, no matter how depraved, no matter how degenerate, no matter how much defeat and heartache there has been, the Lord has the agenda for getting it fixed. And we're going to look at some more details of that on the broadcast tomorrow. I really, really appreciate you being along today. It's always a joy to get at this microphone, spend some time with an open Bible, and I trust we're being a help to you, just trying to very honestly and forthrightly lay the claims of the Lord before us every single day. I hope it's being a help to you. I'd love to hear from you, so I hope you'll write me a note sometime soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at Post Office Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, look, we'll be back here again tomorrow. I hope you'll join me then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. <music>